0: Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepherd talk about three character qualities to instill in your teen. Let's hear what they have to say.
1: Mark, we're going to talk about three character qualities we want to instill in our teens and three things to avoid as That's well. That's right.
2: You know, I ask parents all the time, what do you want for your kids? What do you long for? What are the goals? What What are you doing when you say, I want to train up my child in the way he should go so that when they are old, they will not depart from it? What do you want them to know? Well, this is what we're going to talk about today, because I think it's, well, I just want them to not drink. I want them to not drive the car fast. I want them to have a clean room. (laughs) I want them to obey me and listen to me. And I go, is that all you want? Got to be more than that. Is it just that? And if it's not, let's give you some ideas so you can take these ideas and say, you know what, in the bigger picture of what I'm doing in the training of my child for the time that they will leave home and move on to that next step, here are some things that you can do that will help your child understand why. Why you do what you do so that they will work with you rather than working against you. Mark,
1: you're right. Every parent wants these character qualities to be built into their teen.
2: Absolutely. I I think parents want something to be built into their teen so they can say, you know what, I've done a good job, where God will look at them and say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So the question is, what are those things? Mm -hmm. What are those things that are the bigger picture? Because most mom and dads are sitting back at home going, I want your room clean. I want you to come in off of curfew. I I want you to not watch certain rated movies, stay away from this kind of music, don't drink, don't have sex, don't do this, don't do this, and we miss the bigger picture because if we're preparing our kids to go out into the world and to to bring light to the darkness of the world and to offer something to other people, it's got to be something more than a clean room. A kid does not go off to college and say you know, I can influence you because I know how to clean up a room. <laughs> I I know how not to drink, I know how to not do things. The question is, what do they know how to do so that they can engage with people and, and really affect people for something that is eternal?
1: And we've talked about this before. Yes, these character qualities, but a relationship is what's really That's important.
2: That's right, it's in the context of a relationship. What is gonna last in your relationship that you have with your child in the days ahead? It is the relationship. You know, there will be one day that it won't matter about curfew and it won't matter about some of the things that they're doing. It won't matter about what time they go to bed or whether their room is clean or how fast they drive. That's not going to be an issue. And if your relationship is built around those things, you're gonna be struggling a little bit. And so, so I look at people and I go, you know, the number one thing that you want your child to have by the time that they leave home, when they turn 18 or graduate from high school or moving on to a job is competence and discernment. Yeah.
1: Uh, discernment really describes it better for me than competence. What do you mean by competence? Well
2: just that they're able to do some things. They have the competency level to make some choices and make some decisions. Discernment is they're making wise decisions with that. It's more of a mindset. Okay, I understand this. Okay, I've got to I've got to think through what I'm doing here and actually analyze and list it out so that I know what the effect is going to be if I do this, if I don't do this. Mm-hmm. That's discernment.
1: So you want to see them take responsibility and make good decisions. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's a part of this,
2: Absolutely. Right? So if I want them to be able to do that, I've got to let them do that now. Kids learn discernment by exercising those things that they know. If we teach them all these biblical truths and never give them the opportunity never put them to, the test. to apply them or to test them or to use discernment in choosing what fits. That's, you know, then, then when they leave home, it's the process that's broken down, not the values that we've instilled in them. We want them to take those values and learn how valuable they are once they move to that next step in life.
1: And yet, how many times do we shield our kids from those consequences? Oh, absolutely, that are going to teach them so much.
2: That, absolutely, that's what teaches them the difference between a good choice and a bad choice. If we don't allow them to make choices and we don't give them the opportunity to suffer consequences, they will never learn what it means about good and bad, about something that's that's wise and something that's foolish. We've got to give them the opportunity.
1: So the first character quality today is competence or and or discernment.
2: Absolutely. All right, Absolutely. Number number two. Number two would be compassion and caring. We want them to care for other people. I mm-hmm. mean, in a relationship, that's how kids learn about compassion and caring is the way that they've been cared for. They see mom and dad doing that. They watch them in, in the way that they engage with other people. And it's usually something that is picked up. It's amazing to me. You see a group of parents that are very compassionate. You'll see kids that are very hmm. compassionate. That's something. Yeah. And it, and it's it's something that's more caught than taught. Uh, we could tell people, you need to do this for other people. You need to give money here. You need, But you know what? It, it's what parents do. And the effect that that makes in the lives of people—that kids see and makes them want to do that.
1: I know that happens in our everyday lives, and it should happen. But that's why I like short-term missions be, with families. Yeah. yeah. Families get out of our normal workaday yeah. world, everyday life, and we get into a situation where the kids see mom and dad reaching out to other
2: people. Absolutely. You know, you, you're building a a legacy by doing that with your kids. And and I'm not against youth groups taking mission trips, sure. but I look at it sometimes. Do I want my kids going on a mission trip with a 25-year-old guy, a 25-year-old young lady, and, and they learn to bond together and learn mm-hmm. that sense of compassion, or do I want to do that as a parent? with my kids. Hopefully and you can do both. Yes, yes. And, I, and I'm not taken away from one, but the importance is I would rather have that relationship that's going to stick with them the rest of their life. I would rather have that relationship that's going to be important to them in their later years of life to be cultivated now. And this is one of the ways that you do that, is that shared experience of, of showing compassion and caring for other people.
1: Being selfless, showing compassion and care. All right, A competence, discernment, compassion and caring, number three.
2: The other one is self-control. I want a child to learn how to control things. And, and, you know, in their own life, if a child does not have uh, inner control to be able to control emotions or behaviors or actions, you've got to exert and put into place some, some outside control, some external controls. But the goal is to get my child to a point when they reach adulthood or 18 or by the time they finish college— that they can that they really know how to control themselves i mean whether that be lustful things or anger uh, whether it be spending, how to drive, that thirst for... for
1: There's lots of little oh, things yeah, yeah. along the way that'll give you the clue.
2: Yeah, that, that thirst for excitement, you know, that, that enjoyment of some things that may not be good for them, how can they exert control? Well, if I don't spend time talking to them about it and I don't show them that the need for control, that there needs to be moderation in so many things in life, uh, then they're not going to learn that. I've got to help them learn that in some way.
1: So when you set a boundary as a parent, you kind of sit back and you watch. How do they handle that boundary? Do they respect the boundary? That that gives you an indication of how self control. That's they right.
2: Are. That's right. And as I always say to people, then have discussions about that with your child. If you have just given your child a limitless opportunity to purchase things right and left. Um, they, they are out of control when they go shopping. If you've done that to a son or to a daughter, you, you give them everything, you give them everything, and then you give them more. You are setting that child up for failure when they get married because they can't spend out of control. Have you seen they that happen? They can't do that. Oh, I've seen that happen a number of times. I've seen, I mean, why do you think we have such a, a huge problem with credit right now? Is hmm. kids leave, go off to college, and they want to live that same life that mom and dad have accustomed them to, and what has happened is they're not able to fulfill all those obligations that that, that they're committing themselves to.
1: All right, those are the three character qualities we want right. to instill in our teens. Is there a flip side to each of these? There,
2: there is a flip side, and this is very important. If you don't get anything out of this whole program, it is this. Your child may demonstrate competence by becoming independent they may demonstrate discernment by not wanting to listen to you because they feel like, hey, I can make this choice. Mm. They may exert compassion and caring by engaging with people that are less than them or those other kids that you don't want them to hang around with. They may exert self-control by saying, you can't tell me what to do. And if a parent interprets those actions as something that is incompetent, disrespectful, selfish, and out of control, your response to your child, who is at their core doing something that you have taught them to do, you may get a response from your child that is so negative, so negative that you push them away. And this is what will happen. At your funeral, they will say, I love mom and dad. They taught me competence and discernment, compassion and caring and self-control. I wish I had a relationship with them. You want both. And so somewhere you've got to say, if I'm teaching my child to be in control, competent and exert discernment, then I've got to let loose some of those reins that would hold them back as they move toward independence as I'm raising them within my home. If not, you're going to have a battle. But even more important, you're going to lose the relationship. Hey, many of you know that this podcast and our radio broadcasts and conferences and seminars that that we put on across the country are all listener supported and our desire is to help families everywhere and continually offer help and hope to parents and teens in a broken world your financial support makes all that happen would you be so kind to remember us in your year-end giving? All donations are tax-deductible and greatly appreciated. Hey, thanks for your help. You can donate at parentingtodaysteens.org. That's parentingtodaysteens.org. I've always said this, that people have got to know what they're doing with their kids and where they're going. When somebody says you need to train up your child, then part of it is, well, then what are you going to train them with? Well, uh, maybe just scripture. (laughs) And I go, yeah, scripture's great. I mean, I was Oklahoma Bible quiz champ in 1969. I believe- You you were the guy? I was, I was. (laughs) I believe in memorizing scripture. I believe in hiding it in your heart. I believe in tucking it away in places that it will one day come back and, and revive your heart in some way. But there's other things to train as well. I mean, to learn to laugh, to learn to have fun, to learn to enjoy your kids, that respect issue to, I mean, to support one another, loyalty, all those things. And it's good that, that James has said, this is what we want within our family. Right. And everybody knows it. this is our goal. Yes, right. And so I tell people all the time, what do you believe a family needs to look like? Develop a belief system. This is what we believe, and then you develop rules that support those beliefs, and then you back it up with consequences – Should a child decide to violate those rules? And it's a belief system that says, you know what? This doesn't change. This remains the same. Now, should it be scriptural? I think you'll find in scripture that we ought to be laughing more all the time. (laughs) Will will you see all these other things that we ought to have more fun? Absolutely.
1: That's your family value, right? That's right.
2: It is, you know, and I think there's something. Chuck Swindoll made a comment once that, that he said, what I want written on my tombstone is that... This dad was fun. (laughs) And I sat there and I thought, you know, it it moved it from thinking that that training is always difficult to something that can be really fun. It's not a drudgery. It's not. It's a part of the abundance and joy of life, I think.
1: Here's one of literally hundreds of emails that we get here. Uh, This parent says, Our daughter is making decisions that could endanger her as well as others. We have received help from therapists over the years, but we haven't been successful at helping her develop into a secure, responsible, and healthy young woman. My husband and I aren't agreeing on how to discipline her, and she knows this. There needs to be more boundaries and consequences to keep her from doing things that are inappropriate and at times dangerous. We love her very much, but we need
2: help. You know, I think when parents decide what the rules are within a home and, and what those consequences are going to be, it's very difficult for mom and dad to always agree on things. Dad thinks of it one way, mom thinks of it another.
1: And if the teen sees any light between the two, any shafts of light, they'll, they'll run right through that, That's right? right.
2: And so it's almost that mom and dad have to agree to disagree. You know, I, I tell you, you don't want a mom and dad thinking like a dad. And you don't want a mom and dad thinking like a mom. I didn't, did you? You, No, you want both of them there so it balances each other. And moms, you're going to have to trust your husband. Dad, you're going to have to trust your wife. You know, she knows what's needed. Moms, your husband knows what's needed. And come to a balance of those two that you can agree on. Okay, we'll do this and we'll do these things. I mean, and you support them. And so that a child knows that this is our foundation for our family.
1: What if we have let disrespect between our teen and ourselves grow over a period of time so it's almost out of control? How do you rein that back in again? I think
2: think you get with your kids and say, look, we have disrespect running wild within our family. If I am a cause of any of that, I want to know. You first go to yourself and say... If I need to look at the spec somewhere else, I need to take the log out of my own eye. So are there some things that I'm doing that's disrespectful to you? And you're setting the stage. And you can say, okay, I'll I'll work on that. I'll do that. You help explain it to your kids. And even the style that you go to them where you admit that you're wrong. And then you come back to them and say, these are some things that bother me about respect within our home, and I'd like for them to change. And whatever the next holiday is, whatever the next birthday is, the turning of the calendar, you say, that's the time that we're going to make it happen. But you've got to back it up with some rules throughout the home that's backed up again by some consequences. All right. Well, let's talk
1: about the takeaway from today's program. We've covered a lot of territory. We really have.
2: We really have. And you've you've heard a bunch of different perspectives. The point is this. You've got to know what you're doing before you set out on the course. And if you've been kind of just running along, not knowing what you're doing, you've got to sit down and say, okay, this is what we want. Ask your child what they would long for within your home. Ask your child the question, what would you like to see different in me? What would you like to see different in mom? What would you like to see different in the way that we engage? A child changes throughout their life as they grow up. Are... the ways that we operate our home have got to change as well. And what they see that needs to change should be the first thing that we tackle. Now if a child comes back and says, you know, I want you to leave me alone and quit telling me what to do, <laughs> you know, there's some things you go, you know what, yeah. that's not gonna happen. Can't You're a part that. of this family. No. And so but but there are some things that that may be very bothersome. It may come up that that the issues of curfew and rules and, and what movies are watched and what music is listened to, which are big issues within teen homes, that there may need to be some leeway on those things. The point isn't giving up the standard. The point is coming to a conclusion that's manageable and workable for everybody within your family. And In those arenas where there can't be a discussion, dads, you're going to have to make a decision. Moms, you're going to have to step up and say, this is how it's going to be and ask that your kids respect that.
0: Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.